The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. Many Christians all over the world discuss their desire for the return of Jesus Christ to this earth. And let there be no doubt, he is coming back. But then what? What is this world going to be like after Christ's return? What will that world be like? And does the Bible say anything about it? Although many say they hope for Christ's return, surprisingly few know any details at all about the world that Jesus Christ will inaugurate at his glorious return. But we will remedy that today as we discuss the world after Christ's return. Greetings and welcome to Tomorrow's World. My name is Wallace Smith and I'm glad you're here. At the beginning of the biblical book of Acts, the inspired author Luke tells us of the last moment Jesus' disciples saw him on earth after he had spent 40 days after his resurrection teaching them about the kingdom of God. It says that he then rose out of their sight and disappeared into the clouds, at which point two angels told him that he would be returning to this earth from heaven in the exact same fashion. And since then, the church he founded and those who believed his message of the kingdom of God have longed to see that day. How many cry out for the return of Jesus Christ? And given the world around us today, who can blame them? Mankind has grown exponentially in his scientific and technological prowess, but his world is continually full of the same strife and anguish it's always experienced, except that the weapons are getting more destructive. The hatred's more global, our butchering of each other even more efficient, and our diseases more resistant to cures. We live in a world that's on the brink of complete implosion as the very real possibilities of economic catastrophe and the complete collapse of civilization have moved from being shadowy outlines on the horizon to being discussions on the front pages of our newspapers. Mankind has proven to be impotent in the face of his problems. And the only solution is the return of Jesus Christ to this earth. But after Christ's return, what happens next? What happens after the return of Jesus Christ? While many will claim to believe in the coming return of Christ, to pray for the return of Jesus Christ, and to see the return of Jesus Christ as the culmination of their hopes and their vision of the future, very few actually know why he's returning, or what he's going to do after he returns. On that subject, there's a great deal of confusion and mistaken belief. Many simply think Christ's return is the moment that all remaining Christians will go to heaven and all non-believers will go to hell. Others think that the prophesied great tribulation of the end times is to kill all the bad guys and to leave only good guys to live with Christ forever. Uh, many others still have no real idea at all what to even think about the return of Christ, only that it's something they're supposed to want, desire, and pray for, all while having never been taught exactly what they're supposed to be wanting, desiring, or praying for. 
Yet the world as it will be after Christ returns is one of the most talked about and prophesied about topics in the Bible. In fact, the return of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, in majesty and glory is not the end of God's plan of salvation for mankind. Far, far from it. Know what the Apostle Peter said to a crowd shortly after the death and resurrection of Christ as recorded in Acts chapter 3. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Christ brings the times of restoration of all things that Peter says have been described by God through the mouths of all his holy prophets since the world began. Those times in that coming world brought by Jesus Christ to this earth and ruled over by the kingdom of God indeed is described in many places in your Bible and in inspiring detail. The coming reign of Christ and the world that he will create after his return is the driving hope of true Christians. And no one should be robbed of the hope that that information provides. In fact, it's the driving desire of Jesus Christ that those whom God is calling today before his return will help him to create that world after his return by practicing its beautiful laws and principles to the fullest extent that they can in their lives now. On today's program, we're going to part the curtains just a tiny bit and peek through the window that God's word provides to see part of that world that is coming, the world after Christ's return, the true hope of all Christians everywhere, and truly the only hope the world has. We will see that it will impact everything, government, nature, health, food and nutrition, family life, worship, belief, learning and education. Literally, not a single element of life on earth will go untransformed. And you will find that understanding the transformation that will come to the world can also transform your life today. To help you study the topic more deeply, we've prepared a unique booklet, The World Ahead, What Will It Be Like? This booklet is completely free to everyone who asks by phone, mail, or internet, and it will go into amazing details and insight that we just don't have time to mention on today's program. There's no cost or obligation. Our operators will not ask for a donation or anything. We simply know that the amazing power that these beautiful but generally unknown truths of God can have in the lives of those who learn them, and we want as many people as possible to know that hope. Request your copy today before the offer ends. To request today's free informative offer, visit us on the Internet at tomorrowsworld.org. Go to tomorrowsworld.org. Welcome back. As we said at the end of our first segment, we want to look at what will happen after Christ's return to this earth in glory and majesty. And there is so much to look at. I do hope that you'll request our free booklet before the offer ends as it goes into so much more detail than we can today in the limited time that we have. But for the sake of today's program, let's start at the beginning. Jesus Christ is called King of Kings, and he is coming back to literally rule the world. 
In Psalm 11, verse 3, the warrior poet of Israel, King David, asks, If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? It's a rhetorical question. Jesus Christ will not attempt to build a new world on the broken, rotten foundations of the old one. He will establish new foundations. The Bible describes the return of Jesus Christ and the resurrection of his saints at the end of this age in Revelation chapter 11 and verse 15. Then the seventh angel sounded and there were loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ and he shall reign forever and ever. Upon his return, he will be declared the true king over all the nations of the earth, and he will not rule alone. Revelation chapter 20 speaks of those who have struggled to overcome sin in this age, who will rule alongside Jesus Christ in that age. In verse 4 of Revelation 20, the apostle John says that in his vision of that time, he saw thrones and that those who followed Christ in this age, now resurrected and transformed, were given judgment and authority. Verse 6 says, Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such, the second death has no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. This is not a metaphor. When asked directly by Peter what he and the rest of the 12 disciples would receive for leaving everything they have and following him, Jesus Christ told him directly, Assuredly, I say to you that in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. As many places in the Bible teach, in the age to come, those who have followed Christ today will have under Christ power and authority over the nations as kings and priests with him. Jesus Christ explains that those who have loved him and obeyed him in this life will be resurrected as full children of God in power and majesty, just as he has now. Those who overcome with Christ in this age will rule with Christ in that age as glorified sons of the Almighty, helping to transform this world with God's laws of love, mercy, and righteousness. And to help make that possible, we will oversee the banishment of Satan the devil at the very beginning. As the Apostle John saw in vision, Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. Yes, the great deceiver of mankind, the serpent of old, whom the Bible calls the ruler or God of this world, will be removed for a thousand years, unable to influence humanity in his ways of competition, envy, strife, hatred, lust, and brutality. Can you imagine what will become possible on earth over the course of the next thousand years with Jesus Christ himself, 
reigning and ruling in the affairs of men from Jerusalem with his glorified brothers and sisters, aiding him in the family of God, ruling the kingdom of God with the influence of Satan the devil completely removed from this world. For those who've lived through the great tribulation and the calamities of this age on into this glorious time, what sorts of things are they going to see? What sort of world will be created around them and for what purpose? We'll go into more specific details in our next segment. But first, let me give you another opportunity to request our special offer this week, The World Ahead, What Will It Be Like? Written by evangelist Roderick C. Meredith, who's been preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God for over 60 years. This free booklet will point you to many verses in your Bible that you have probably never seen before. And that will help make the thousand years after Christ's return come to life for you. Don't wait and don't risk forgetting to request it later. Get your free booklet today. To request today's free informative offer, visit us on the internet at tomorrowsworld.org. Go to tomorrowsworld.org. Welcome back. In our last segment, we described the changes that will take place at the foundation of this new world. That Christ will return and claim rulership of the world along with those who've overcome with him in this life. And that this world's current ruler, Satan the devil, will be bound and taken away for a thousand years, no longer able to corrupt and deceive mankind. Humanity's abuser will be gone, and the Creator will reign on earth with His family. With these new foundations, what sort of world will Christ build? Well, in one word, miraculous. A world that will have been shattered and humbled by experiencing the most devastating worldwide war that humanity has ever known will be shocked and scarred and in need of healing and the loving guiding hand of a divine king with a shepherd's heart. In our world, the terrors and brutality of war have left many lame, crippled and broken and the degeneration of our bodies in this sinful world has brought disease, calamity, and suffering to the human race. But Christ and his glorified family will bring an end to that. You know, the great statue of the United Nations of a man beating his sword into a plowshare, as described in Isaiah 2.4, will no longer be a symbol of man's impotence at achieving real peace, because the king of kings will make it so. Read that passage, beginning in verse 3. Many people shall come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between nations and rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. This world will no longer ultimately be run by impotent, inept, and corrupt governments, incapable of producing the peace they preach. But it will be run by the ever-living one, the creator of heaven and earth, who will enforce his laws in this world in a way that no human being can, and with a wisdom that no human being has. And more than bringing an end to war, he shall teach peace. 
Our nations and peoples war because they don't know the way of peace. And yet Luke 1.79 proclaims that Christ will give light to those who sit in darkness and will guide our feet into the way of peace. More than that, Jesus Christ and his saints will remove the accumulated ravages of war, disease, and illness from mankind. As Isaiah describes this time in chapter 35 and verses 5 and 6, Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb sing. You know, more than repair the damage of the past, the family of God on earth will teach the nations the beautiful and life-altering truths of God and His laws so that such tragedies need never be repeated and so that they too can begin seeking their God and to know His power in their lives. Can you imagine as a glorified child of God entering the village of a people who before Christ returned had known nothing but warfare and hatred and suffering, a village now under your care and rulership? And can you imagine as that glorified child of God walking up to a child living in this city, say a small girl whose legs have been ravaged for years by the damage done from stepping on a landmine left in the ground from a war that occurred long before she was born, but which has left her as one of its many victims, unable to walk and living in daily pain and agony. And can you imagine being allowed by Jesus Christ to say that you are here on his behalf to bear an announcement from the King of Kings that the kingdom of God has come to her people too. And then placing your hands on the legs of that child and to heal them instantly so that child can walk and run and leap and dance pain-free and in utter joy. What true and amazing joy these days will see as the world discovers the beauty of being ruled by a loving creator God. It is no wonder that the peoples of this world will want to know this God and His ways. And Jesus Christ, along with His resurrected and glorified saints, will teach them those ways, giving them a chance to grow in character, in an understanding of the laws of God and the love of God, so that they too may one day join His family as they had done. What the Bible says about the amazing world after Christ's return is like a deep, deep well, and we're only cupping our hands to drink from its surface. In this last brief break, request our free booklet, The World Ahead, What Will It Be Like?, and begin the process of plumbing the depths of the Bible's astonishing truths about that world to come. How will that world and the kingdom of God be structured? What will families and marriages be like? Who will live in that time? What can we do now to prepare for it? This free, easy-to-read color booklet will help you begin to answer those questions from your own Bible. This is our last break, so be sure to request yours now. To request today's free informative offer, visit us on the Internet at tomorrowsworld.org. Go to tomorrowsworld.org. My friends, in a very real way, this telecast has been a frustrating one to prepare. Because the world which Jesus Christ and his saints will create during that thousand years of rule in the kingdom of God is full of such wonders. 
And it's described in such detail in the scriptures that a program of this short length simply cannot communicate enough of it. Please don't forget to request the free booklet that we're sending out today so you can explore this amazing world to come for yourself. The scriptures say that Jesus Christ will do more than heal the people and teach them the true ways to health and peace. He will heal the land and teach the peoples of the earth how to farm that land and to care for the earth as only the creator of that earth could know. Read of the healing of the land in passages such as Isaiah 35, again, which we read from earlier. The wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. For waters shall burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water. Passages such as Amos 9 tell us that the harvest will be so plentiful and rich that there'll be barely enough time to get it all in before it's time to sow again. A world of abundant, healthy food with hunger eliminated forever. Yet believe it or not, the Bible prophesies that not all nations will want this knowledge at first. Mankind can be prideful and some will long to cling desperately to their old ways. Zechariah 14 indicates that in the beginning, some nations may refuse to send representatives to Jerusalem to worship the king who will rule there. Yet they will not simply be resisting the directions or laws of a human sovereign or emperor. They will be resisting the commands of God himself for whom the very powers of nature itself can be brought to bear. That same passage in Zechariah declares that nations who refuse to worship their creator in Jerusalem will have no rain on their land until they do. The reigning Messiah will not be virtually impotent like the United Nations, passing resolution after resolution with bickering member states politically maneuvering to interfere with each other. He is the creator of heaven and earth. And in this time, He will fulfill the prophecy that says every knee shall bow before him. Not because he needs his ego stroked or to be flattered by praise, but for the good of mankind who must come to learn his ways or else suffer the mistakes of the past all over again. And when those nations do come to Jerusalem, they will marvel at what they see the deeper they travel into a land that is ruled directly by the ever-living one. They'll see people at peace, enjoying plenty, with children playing safely in the streets. They'll see joy on the faces of everyone learning to live by the beautiful laws of God. They'll experience the harvest in a rejuvenated holy land where God's laws of agriculture have been implemented to astonishing results. And they will want those things for their own lands as well. They will want to be taught. They'll want the lordship of their loving Messiah for their own peoples. And it will be fulfilled just as Isaiah describes in chapter 9 and verse 7 of his book. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. The world will come to know the abundant joys made possible when the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. 
Can you picture in your mind millions of people from every culture and nation on earth traveling every year to Jerusalem, the future headquarters of the world, with rejoicing and a passionate desire to learn for their very creator will personally dwell there on earth as we read in Ezekiel 43 and verse 7. There he says of Jerusalem, this is the place of my throne and the place of the soles of my feet. How astonishing. And in what is for me personally, the most hauntingly beautiful image taken from this glorious time, the world after Christ's return, we see a moving description of a Messiah loving his world and the people in it in Zephaniah chapter 3 and verses 16 and 17. In that day, it shall be said to Jerusalem, do not fear, Zion, let not your hands be weak. The Lord your God is in your midst. The mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Yes, the creator of all things, the king of kings, the lion of Judah and the lamb of God will transform this world in beautiful, marvelous ways that we have barely begun to discuss today. Don't settle for vague accounts of what things will be like when Christ returns. You deserve to know the truth and it will fill you with a wonder and hope for the future that will impact your life today as you taste the good word of God and the powers of the age to come. I do hope you'll request today's free booklet before the offer ends so that you can explore these details of tomorrow's world and so many, many more for yourself. And I hope you return again next week right here where Roderick Meredith, Richard Ames, Rod King, and I will speak to you again of the kingdom of God and the prophecies of your Bible from all of us here at Tomorrow's World. Take care. Today's offer is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. To request today's free informative offer, visit us on the internet at tomorrowsworld.org. Go to tomorrowsworld.org. Or send your request to Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 3800, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28227. To view the Tomorrow's World telecast or request today's free offer, visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. And remember to find us on Facebook and be sure to follow us on Twitter. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.